Okay. Yesterday, I, I sent all of you some words that the Lord has given our community. And tonight, I would like to focus on, on just one aspect. I, I have so much in my heart that I would love to share with you. And after being gone away from our cynical for three weeks, I'd like to share one aspect of some of the words of our Lord to us. And I'd like to begin by focusing on a message that our Lord brought our community. And I'm just going to read just a few of the sentences, not the whole one, because all of you have it. It was from July 25th. And the Lord says, My sacred heart is in anguish with the immaculate heart of Mary. We seek victim souls to love in suffering with us to obtain the grace of salvation for many, but few respond. My little mustard seed, will you suffer more with me for the salvation of souls? Will you give your fiat like Mary and persevere in suffering all that I permit in your lives as one with love for the salvation of many souls. Do not grow weary to save a multitude of souls from the fires of Gehenna. Your vocation to love is to embrace all sufferings and sorrows as one in my size love. Live with greater zeal who you are in me. I think these past three weeks, the Lord has permitted me to be away from you. Bring me in a greater time of silence, a greater time of prayer and solitude in order to be more united with him in his anguish for souls. My family, our Lord, cries. He cries as he says to us for his daughter Zion, for his people. It's very important that one sentence that our Lord says, he's affirming our vocation. And like St. Therese, our vocation is to love, but the Lord specifically has chosen us and has asked us to love by embracing all sufferings and sorrows with him in his sacrifice of love. And he wants us to live this vocation with greater zeal. He's pleading with his little mustard seed to suffer all that he permits in our lives to save a multitude of souls. And he's asking us a question. Will you suffer more with me for the salvation of souls? I've been pondering this question for a few weeks. 
And I'd like to share tonight with you how the Spirit has led me in the past few weeks to embrace with a greater intensity the sorrows that the Lord permits in my life. I don't think that the Lord is saying to us necessarily more sufferings, meaning um, something added He's going to give us necessarily, but that what we have in our lives to suffer better, to suffer in a more pure way with a greater abandonment, a greater trust, and greater love. In page 140 of our path, Pope Francis says this one, sen one sentence, these words from Pope Francis, sums up our whole vocation. Pope Francis speaks of our, about our Blessed Mother, and he says, Our Lady made her own the pain of her son, and with him accepted the Father's will. In that obedience that bears fruit, which gives true victory over evil and death, this is exactly what our Lord is asking us to do. Like Mary, one with Mary in us, to make His pain our own. And this obedience to what the Lord is asking us, how He has formed us, is what bears great fruit. And like He said to us, is the victory over evil and death. Then, I feel the Holy Spirit really brought me these three weeks to ponder mainly two words from our path. And they come from St. Bernard on page 141. And I'm just going to read you just a few words. St. Bernard speaks of the sword that pierces the heart of Mary in this way. The violence of sorrow has cut through your heart. Those words, violence of sorrow, made the understanding of what the sword is concrete for me in my life. All of a sudden, I got this deeper understanding of how to live better my vocation as a mother of the cross. Because I could relate to the words, violence of sorrow. That is the sword that pierces the heart of our Blessed Mother. The sword that has to pierce our hearts also is the violence of sorrows. Our days can be filled with violent sorrows. Every single person in this community experiences violent sorrows. But the question is this. Do we allow these swords, these violent sorrows, to enter the depth of our being? 
because that's what our Blessed Mother does. Do we allow these violent sorrows to thrust us into the pain of Christ? We see Mary with seven swords in her heart. But seven signifies many. Mary received many more than seven. Mary, like we, our whole transformation in this community, becomes the sword of the Spirit because she first allows her immaculate heart to be pierced by the swords of sorrow. And in this way, she suffers as one with her beloved, Jesus Christ. The sword that was thrust into her son's side is the sword of violent sorrow. She receives it also. Jesus had already died, but he allows the piercing to create the passage for all of us to enter the refuge of his sacred heart. Mary is the first to receive the sword of that violent sorrow, and she allows it to penetrate her entire being. Thus the sword of suffering as one, Mary with Jesus and Jesus with Mary, fuses her immaculate heart for all eternity to the sacred heart, and the two hearts become one. This is exactly what the Lord teaches us in the path. In chapter 4, entering the sacred heart of Jesus, the Lord said to us, the fusion of hearts takes place through the sword of suffering as one. Number 77 in the pack, the Lord said to us, Can you hear my groans that come forth from the depth of my crucified heart? The groans of my agony of love. Listen to my groans of love. How do we listen? How do we listen to the groans of the Sacred Heart of Jesus? It's by receiving the violent sorrows. For example, we could hear about what happened to this 84-year-old priest this week in France. And we can even feel bad. But it in a way, it's also kind of easy to just continue with our life and forget. But what the Holy Spirit had me do in the chapel was I pondered the words the Lord has said to us. Every single soul was created by love, by God, for love, for God. And to live in the embrace of the love of the Trinity for all eternity. Every single soul. How did I enter more profoundly in the love of my Lord? 
I started to think. One of the men that killed that priest, that beheaded him, was 19 years old. My Alexander is 19 years old. How would I feel if my Alex be Muslim and my Alex, created by God for God for all eternity, enters and becomes part of ISIS? And I know that my Alex is killing people. How would my heart be? My family, I would be in the most horrific anguish. I really feel that if that happened to any of my children, a brother, I would die of sorrow. Think about it. Now can you hear the groans of the Lord? That 19-year-old boy is the son of God that has gone astray, that's lost. And the Lord, you wonder why he tells us, I'm crying? The Lord, anguish, when you hear the word anguish, think about your own heart. Allow your heart to enter this anguish. And now we can suffer the anguish with the Lord. Now we can suffer with him because his children are going to hell for all eternity and he's given us free will. And he's saying to us who are nothing, this little mustard seed, will you suffer with me and obtain salvation for souls? I want to read to you the first secret of Fatima. I was reading this beautiful book, The Second Greatest Story Ever Told by Father Gately. He's the same priest that, that wrote 30, 30 days, 33 Days of Morning Glory. Listen to this a minute. The first secret of Fatima. Our Blessed Mother takes the three children to hell to experience hell. Mary shows the children her intense sorrow and her anguish. And this is what they write. They say, Our Lady showed us a great sea of fire which seemed to be under the earth. Plunged in this fire were demons and souls in human form, like transparent burning embers, all blackened or burnished bronze, floating about in the conflagration now raised into the air by the flames that issued from within themselves together with great clouds of smoke now falling back 
on every side like sparks in a huge fire without weight or equilibrium and amid shrieks and groans of pain and despair which horrified us and made us tremble with fear. The demons could be distinguished by their terrifying and repellent likeness to frightful and unknown animals, all black and transparent. This vision lasted but an instant. How can we ever be grateful enough to our kind Heavenly Mother who had already prepared us by promising in the first apparition to take us to heaven. He writes, Father Gately, this vision of hell had a profound effect on the children. They became more serious and their hearts were filled with a burning zeal to save sinners by praying and making sacrifices for them. He goes on to write, Souls are going to hell in massive numbers. Teresa Blessure, St. Teresa Blessure put it this way, Souls are being lost like flakes of snow on a winter's day and Jesus weeps. Do you realize he's telling us the same thing? This is nothing new. But what got to me was that the children of Fatima enter, these are children, and it says that this experience of Mary's sorrow and the zeal, they enter a zeal to save souls. And what is the Lord asking the mothers and missionaries of the cross? Live with greater zeal who you are. The zeal comes from the Holy Spirit. The zeal comes from the Spirit that fills us with the desire of the Sacred Heart to save souls in the heart of Mary. That zeal has to consume our hearts. This is what the Lord wants from us. In number 78 in our path, just one little sentence the Lord says to us. The martyrdom of the human heart is the intimate union of love in my sacred heart. You live the sorrows of the heart that is love inasmuch as you allow me to share my chalice with you. This Sunday, in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus asks, Can you drink the chalice that I am going to drink? Then, Jesus goes on to tell his apostles what that chalice is. The Son of Man came to give his life as a ransom for many. 
Jesus invites all his followers to drink from his chalice. At every Holy Communion, we drink from his chalice, his blood. Yet, love longs for his bride to share completely like Mary in his life of pure love. Love waits for his bride to respond and to also love as one by laying her life down as a ransom for the salvation of many. Love crucified is not an elite community. How much God desires for our community to be overflowing with members who desire to be one with the victim of love. Yet few continue to respond. But my family, the mercy of God is so great that he uses the few, the ten. What was the first reading this Sunday? Genesis. Abraham pleads with the Lord, My Lord, if there's 40 good people, will you save everybody? If there's 30, if there's 20, if there's 10, God hasn't changed. He's full of mercy. We are a little mustard seed, he calls us. We're few. But God keeps telling us, with the few, the multitudes will be saved. But do we believe? I'm going to end here. <clears throat> 